Welcome to Podcasting for the Right Reasons, where ABC brings the drama. And we are bringing you some, again, crazy, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Some crazy douchebag analysis. I was going to say unprecedented. for you. I was going to say unprecedented, but douchebag works too. Sure. Unprecedented would have been more more professional. <laughs> Don't edit that out. We're growing. We're nope. learning. We're, We're learning not editing learning. anything. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Ramardia. And my name is Brennan. Welcome back. Uh, I will continue to keep as best I can my Rachel love in check. Listen. But this season, I'm having a terrible time. Zero out of ten. Do not recommend. You're, I'm sure I like I just imagine every time you see your beloved Rachel like attacked she's crying she feels sad she feels unseen she feels unheard she just wants to go home now I just imagine that you were like seething like you're just like why are you treating her like this like you're gonna fly to wherever they are even though it's already taped <laughs> really what I'm through the doors you're like how dare you what I'm feeling most is just utter confusion so that's exactly what, like, my, so my mom, who, like, I've talked about a thousand times, she watches this all the time. Surprise, surprise, freaking Maria Crowder is like, I'm out. I can't. It's too much. She watched 10 minutes of Monday and was like, nope. I was like, what? What? She literally was like, did you watch it? I said, of course I watched it, man. I go, it was a podcast about this. She was like, yeah, well, She's like, no, I I'm not watching. doing it. <laughs> She's like, I'm not doing it. I can't. It's too much. I can't. She's like, I turn it on. I see both of those girls and I say, I feel bad for them, but that's it. I can't. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> that's a perfectly valid response to the season. So. And I'm wondering how many other people who are regular, longtime viewers feel the same because you definitely do get a vibe of the chaos. Like you're feeling it. You feel it every time they go to Team Gabby or Team Rachel, which I posted on Instagram and our Insta stories. You, they needed to recaption that. But at the same time, it was a good marketing ploy if that's what they did because they got a ton of engagements. People were pissed that they're seemingly, but not obviously, hitting these two women against each other. But by saying Team Gabby, Team Rachel, whose team are you for? That's weird in and of itself. Because these men are no longer, the teams are not competing against each other. Yeah. Like, what is, obviously, I'm very passionate about this because I fundamentally, fundamentally believe in girl power. And I just wanted to see these two thrive, fall in love, support each other. I feel like they still do. But the show and the producers themselves are just like, how can we stir the fat? Yeah, it, Logan, what do you think? <laughs> How can we stir the pot, Logan? I could not dislike Logan more than I do right now. There's absolutely nothing appealing about him to me. He's disgusting. And I think we talked we talked about this mm -hmm. before. Yes. And there's like there's um oh I don't remember what Instagram page it is, but there's this guy that he does these videos where he'll show like pictures of somebody. 
or he'll show like something, you know, video of something. And he's always like talking into his iPhone um, microphone like this. And so, but every time I see Logan, I think of this guy because he specifically made um, a post and he's like, if a guy is wearing a gold chain like this, he's a hoe. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I see Logan, I'm like, he's a hoe. (laughs) And he keeps proving it. He's proving it again. All right. Uh, well, let's let's just jump right in. So at the right. end of last week's episode, we saw a mini cliffhanger. Will Meatball be back? We it was spoiled on Instagram, Meatball is returning. Right. He was With straight no, up zoomed in, circled. It was like he's back. Obviously. No explanation, but Meatball is here. Uh so the guy started out in the living room. Nate has Brought it upon himself to defend his girl and asked Hayden what he said that made her so upset. He says, I used the words rough around the edges. And mm. Nate responds with, and he starts to say, and what I meant was, Nate says, oh, that's kind of a rough though, bro. Like, Nate did his best to, like, not punch Hayden in the face. Uh, yeah. The look I'm... Nate's face, the look on James, well, meatball. Um, the way, also, can I just like rewind two seconds back to meatball? The fact that A, there was no explanation, he was just there, like kills me because when I turned it on, I literally thought that I had missed like a whole chunk of like something. And then the fact that he's just there talking on camera, like nothing happened. I was like, we're just, we're really just gonna pretend that that man didn't turn out a rose, beg to come back, and now he's just in the kitchen. We're, we're pretending didn't Bravo happen. producers. They were like, we don't have time for this. Like, let's move on. <laughs> but um, I love the fact that there was some meatball redemption in his misstep of choices last week. Because this week he really comes out as like a, a hero, you know? Like, I was like, come on, meatball. Come on. Another great podcast I listened to this week claimed that they're, the reason they couldn't disclose the discussion was because Rachel made him a mole. And he goes, look. You've already turned me down once. Once I'm not marrying you. You can stay and tour the world with us, but you will be my mole. That's, I mean, that's hilariously spy, CIA, KGB <laughs> tactics there. That's that's Cold War right there, man. Oh man. But hey, that's a plausible theory. Yeah. Because obviously she's not. It would be a shock upon shocker if she ended up marrying Meatball. What if she does, though? Just to prove us all wrong. Because <laughs> obviously she is not having a good time with any of these guys. I mean, she is, but really, is she? I don't know. She... This is a time of duress for our girl, Rachel. I will say the least appealing thing about Rachel so far is that she is emotionally volatile. Her highs are so high and her lows are so low. Because she literally, like, what did she say? She cried throughout the episode. And then, and that's not, when I say that, I'm stating facts. I'm not making fun of her because I do have an opinion about this. But she cried throughout the episode. And then when she got to the rose ceremony or the cocktail party at the end, she was like, it's been a, it's been a good week. And I was like, what? <laughs> well, I'm just saying- you literally said, I want to go home at some point. And then what, you're like, it's been a good week. I'm thinking of the direct 
high of her Tarantino's date compared mm-hmm. to the next day sobbing at the group, not her group date, but Gabby's group Gabby's date. Gabby's group date. Because her men weren't interacting with her on Gabby's group date that they were invited to watch. Okay, so... All right, that's where this is. This is exactly where. But I feel like we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Okay, you're right. You're right. I will express. I'll, I'll repackage those thoughts. I'll whoop, zip them back up because we have to continue. We'll we have to continue Hayden's attempt to revitalize his image. Yes. Okay. He's, let's talk about Hayden, and then I'll, I'll then I'll rehash what I'm what I'm thinking. He's I'll talking with Ethan. Ever. He's talking with Ethan outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says. That he he claims that Gabby said that she was rough around the edges, and he was just using her words and saying, "My dumbass used the same verbiage that Gabby used to describe herself, and she effing didn't like that." And he says, "Well, be maybe you shouldn't use that effing word to describe yourself then." So when he said that, when he said that exact line. That's when, and uh, we were talking about this before recording, but that's when I texted Brennan a series of shocked emojis. I was like, what is, I literally had sat on my couch. I sat up and I was like, is this guy really, he's zeroing in and going down fast. Because last week he was compared to grocery store Joe, my beloved grocery store Joe, which I do not make that comparison lightly. So I did not say that. But other other outlets were saying it. To me, grocery store Joe, there is no comparison. He has my heart forever. But Hayden looks like I told you Josh Peck. To me, looks a little bit like Josh Peck. A little bit. A little bit like um, I don't know. Somebody. Jed, maybe. Maybe it's Jed. He's Josh Peck and Jed from Hannah B season to me. A little bit. I see that. Yeah. So, but I thought he was cute, but I did, if y'all remember, I did give him some crap for being a leisure executive. You did, which we still don't know what that means because he was too busy trashing the leads to get any time with them. I just can't believe I, and And I don't remember Gabby saying that she was rough around the edges. And I doubt that she must would. Have been something. I doubt she would have said it because of how hurt she was by the comments. Right. Oh, he blew my mind though. But Meatball tells us it's disturbing. It's not how you treat women at all. So mm-hmm. good on you, I guess. Goodness gracious. Hayden, 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 though. Yeah. Did you expect that villain? The, did you expect his, his um, oh, what do you call it? His, his origin story, his villain origin story <laughs> to be showcased like this? But like... I think this just is who he is as a person. I don't think it's a villain. A villain origin story like suggests that something happened to you. I think That's he's true. just a bad person. Because he, he goes on to say, I've been comparing, right? I've been comparing them to my ex. Like, bleep. They don't hold a candle to her. Man, I don't want to settle. And then he says, after that, he says, I don't see how any guy in here can be like, I'm effing marrying these girls. That was that was the second one that I was like, what are you doing here? Like, what? But, but I will counteract with the villain, villain origin story comment that you just said, because fast forward to the, the Rambo story, maybe that was the villain origin story. 
No, I think I think his he's... love of Rambo, like Rambo, nobody out there loves him like Rambo does. I, I think you, I, I genuinely think the reason that no one loves him like Rambo does is because Rambo doesn't understand that his owner's a massive <laughs> a hole. And no one wants Maybe to Rambo does. Maybe Rambo does. And it's like, no, dude, you go try to find love. I'm just going to chill here at home and rest up as best I can. No, dude, you go. Like, Rambo's like. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so the guys are hanging out in the mansion. Jesse comes in. He tells them that everyone is headed to France. But Tino and Jason are headed to Paris. And I'm going to call bullcrap. They all took the same plane. Because they're not going to take three separate... Pl- they're not going to give Gabby and Rachel their own flights. Mm-hmm. Tino and Jason slightly later flights. And then tell the guys, plane leaves in an hour. Like, Jesse... Also, Jesse Palmer is a terrible liar and a terrible actor. He's like, Gabby and Rachel, they've left the state. They've left the country. They're already gone. And like, then the guys have to do their whole, like, fake, like, huh? what? They left? Like, <laughs> yeah, they divvied y'all up in teams, and then they said, peace out. <laughs> have fun. Right. But, like, Jesse, <laughs> Jesse's just, the way that he's so serious, you're right. No. They all flew on the same, the same private jet, or the same, like, you Went know. that commercial flight, yeah. Because it's probably, right. they probably flew the entire cast and crew. Right. On one plane. But I don't know. Maybe they are living that Kylie Jenner life. And they're like, you know, two of y'all can fly on this plane. Two of y'all can fly on that one. You know, actually, we're going to take a plane down the street. <laughs> I think if I think if any, I think all the guys were on one flight. But I do believe that Gabby and Rachel probably had their own flight. Yeah. They, they did not. Yeah. There's no way. Because what I think probably happened Paris. was that the guys all took the same flight to Paris Airport. Mm-hmm. And then the guys, Tino and Jason, went to the date. And the rest of them got on the bus. Got on a bus. And went to the... And went to yeah. the dock. Yeah. No, 100%. But I would not put it... I, I would not say that it is out of the realm of possibility that Gabby and Rachel were on the, were not on that flight, too. They probably just put them, like, you know, in a different cabin or something. First class. Loaded them afterwards yeah. and then took them off yeah. first so no one noticed. Yeah. Okay, so or they were like Gabby and Rachel up here, but like yeah, we are like we're just gonna act like they're gone. Yeah, no, they were they were eating dinner in the kitchen like when he told them this. <laughs> uh, so Tino and Jason are on their way to the meeting. The ladies at a cafe. Rachel tells us, "I have a f- I have a huge fear that the men in my group might not even be interested in me, and we will and will want to switch over to pursue Gabby, or they might feel like they are in a loser group." Why would they feel like they're in the loser group? I mean, meatballs there. Uh, Like, she picked him. And he said no. But then he said yes. Either way, meatball's out. (laughs) His name is Meatball. His name is James. You can't be a contender if your name is Meatball. His name is James. I didn't know his name. I had no idea until this episode. You were just Meatball to me. So, before we get to the date... Jesse greets the men at the dock and tells them in French that they will be joining the Virgin Voyages' valiant lady. Do you think that 
Jesse actually knows French? And or do you think he rehearsed what his what he was standing out there saying? He is Canadian. Oh, okay. And a good portion okay. of Canada speaks exclusively French. You were right. I did not realize that he was Canadian. So I he he is one of Canada's greatest exports. Uh that's Jim Carrey. I said one of. <laughs> Because I too. have been watching Jesse Palmer on my college football t- television for a decade, I feel like. I feel like this then, and I, I, I don't think that we've really leaned into this as much as we possibly should have. Because I feel like this, Jesse Palmer's return to the franchise is literally the embodiment of the fusion of like where you and I are in terms of our bachelor love. Football and bachelor like this world. Is, it's like finally somebody took a part of your world <laughs> and put it into this one. And you're like, now it makes sense. <laughs> I I am just a sad Jesse Palmer. The combination like of you're football like, and that bachelor. I know. I know Jesse Palmer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Gabby and Jason and Rachel and Tino, Tino meet up at the cafe. They say hi to each other, and then they kind of split off as they cuddle up under the umbrellas in the cold rain of Paris. Oh, my gosh. But, Paris, uh, uh, like, Rachel was right. There is something about Paris. And I also remember that Paris, like one of the last places I went before COVID shut the world down. So I was, I was kind of sad watching it. I was like, oh, I was so innocent in 2019 and didn't know that there was just going to be. I can't craziness. think of the last fun thing I did before quarantine. Because I had a new The one. last place I traveled to was Branson. <laughs> the exact opposite it? of Paris. The Paris of the Midwest. Right. I like literally came home from Paris and then like a month later went to Branson and then I was like, cool. And then boom, COVID. So, but Gabby and, and Rachel got there and they're, they're loving I, these hats. These hats that they put Gabby and what's his name? Jason. Jason. Which, who Jason, okay, I did not know who he was, but apparently uh, our friend Susanna at Bachelor Data had said that he went public. I think it was his. his yes. He was, he, his Instagram was private until like the other day. Yeah. And so then his, his Instagram went public and then it was like, everybody was like, what? This is a big deal. It's public now. And so we should have known that that was when he, like he was going to get a date. Yeah. But so they go and they try on a bunch of hats Gabby gives us the line of the episode. She says, obviously, I didn't wear the right hairstyle to look good in a beret. I look maybe like a bald baby, that queen from Snow White. I'm a chef. Anything but good. That, I, <laughs> that literally sounds like some crap that I just would have said and forgot that I was a bachelorette. So I really appreciate <laughs> that she said all of that. All of those things came out of her mouth <laughs> while trying to find love on TV. So much respect. Uh, we cut over to check on Rachel and Tino. They are drinking wine and making out in the cafe. Of course. And All then the we see we cut do in Paris. Nothing. They're not really doing anything. We jump back to Gabby and Jason, who are jumping on a moving carousel. 
And then Gabby tells us that she needs Jason to open up because we don't have a ton of time to learn about each other. I do think that was interesting because to me, I mean, I guess I could see how Jason is reserved. He does seem shy. But when she said she needed him to open up, I was like, but y'all like haven't been together for that long. I don't know. What do you think of the uh, weird crate making? Uh, A.K.A. squirt out a thing of of crepe and then eat a strawberry and then make out in this man's crepe stand. Yeah, that's basically what I barely even remember the crepe crepe making because I don't think that it was real. It just made me uncomfortable that they're like, this is this man's place of business. Can you make out somewhere else? Like that man is like, it's my place of business, though, and I'm going to get I'm getting paid. So he's like, I just have to endure it. So to take these these two, yeah, I didn't really like it though. I'm not gonna lie, it wasn't my favorite. No, it was just it was, it was just kind of like it was just kind of like a weird random stop. Yeah, it felt kind of unnecessary. Oh, for sure. Uh, after all of this is happening, Gabby and Rachel and the boys meet up back at the cafe. Uh, the girls go off to talk, go to the quote unquote the bathroom, but they're really just like just inside the cafe door. Do you think they could honestly hear them? It wouldn't surprise me either way. I felt like they were outside. They The dudes were outside sitting down by a window, but there was, the cafe was busy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of clinging, clinging, rat-a-tat-tatting around. They just looked at the window and edited it in a way that it looked like they were listening. There is no way that they could have heard them. I think it would have been just muffled. And then the way that they edited them, like, after um, they say, like, the sweet things about their dates, like, Jason said something sweet about Gabby, you know, obviously Tina, Tino said sweet things about Rachel, but then, like, they're like, oh, I love that. When you cut back to Gabby and Rachel, mm-hmm. like, you don't even know what they said. <laughs> if you, unless you can read freaking lips. You have no idea what they said. That's probably not even what you saw them saying. They were probably talking about how, like, talking about football back home or something like it that. May have. Like, that's not even, no. I do not believe the thing. Uh, we get the girls have a debrief. Uh, Gabby tell Gabby jokes that she's in love with Jason. Uh, Rachel, because she is, like, in full-on insecurity mode, says that she's worried because things went too, she thinks things went too well with Tino and that something's going to happen. Because so far, it has every time for her. Yeah, that's what's rough for Rachel is that is when you do get in insecurity mode, I have to like prop myself up on a pillow. Um, but when you do get in insecurity mode, it can ruin like everything about a date. And that sucks. I was worried that she was going to like totally wreck this. But like, not I think Tina would. I think Tina would have been the hardest one to wreck. Tino made sense for him to be her, or was he a first one-on-one? No, this is her second one-on-one, isn't it? Third. Wait, really? Because she turned down Jordan V. And the first... Oh, that's right. And then she gave a rose to Zach. I think it makes the most sense for Tino to be her... The the most important one-on-one, I believe, is the first out-of-country one-on-one. 
Okay. That does make sense. That does make sense. Because whoever is the first one-on-one usually gets lost in the fold after a while. But some, I think that I think that if I was going to push for someone to be on a special date, it would be the first international one. Mm-hmm. That's true. What do you think about Tino? I like him. I like him for her. Mm-hmm. He's kind of boring. I love Rachel, but she's not the life of the party either. You're right. You're right. I do. Well, okay, let's talk about Jason. Yes. Uh, Jason. Well, we're not the Jason yet. We're still on Rachel and. Okay, you're right. You're right. I have no idea where I am. (laughs) (laughs) So they spend some time talking. Uh, Rachel tells Tino about how her last boyfriend said he would be like, well, pilots cheat and you will be away a lot. And is just concerned about how the percep- how life would be difficult on a family with her as a pilot being traveling the way that she is for her work. Mm-hmm. And that that was a big issue for her last boyfriend. And I think that's probably a thing, an insecurity that she continues to hang on to from that is that will it be yeah. harder for me to find a man because of my career? Which is such a... Uh... It's such a strange thing because I feel like men don't, and maybe they do, maybe they do, but like, I feel like men are pilots and they're like, I'm a pilot, you know? And it feels like at least in in a societal sense, it feels like it's more accepted. It, It feels like it's more like men could just be like, I'm a pilot, accept that or not. Whereas like a woman is like, if I'm a pilot, will he love me? If I'm a pilot and I travel a lot, like, will he not think that I want to have kids? You know, or well, I, yeah, I, I think it, I think it is really built around how you see piloting. Like, is piloting more important than a family? Mm-hmm. Because if it is, then you're just like, okay, well, I just have to find a girl. I have to find a partner slash spouse who's mm-hmm. either a willing to not have kids. Or B is willing to be the primary homemaker mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I have a job that has me traveling a lot on a moment's on a day's notice. Yeah. Like I might not have a flight and then I fly out, oh, I have to fly to Toronto tomorrow. I'm going to be gone for two days. And I mean, it's the same with, uh, I say this, like I totally know it from experience, but, um, I think it's like the same with, uh, flight attendants. Yeah, too. probably is. Which I learned that uh, from Cassie on Be Flight Attendant, the awesome show that's on HBO Max, which is not a sponsor of us, but it should be because I watch the heck out of y'all's app. But, Star- starring um, Kaylee Cuogo? Yes. I love uh-huh. her. That is, dude, you, you would love this show. It is I don't have crazy. HBO. I don't have HBO Max. Get it. Get it. Spend that $14.99. It's worth it. But. What I have learned from Cassie's life is that there could literally be an afternoon where she's like, oh, I'm going to switch shifts with somebody and get on that flight to Japan tomorrow. I'm like, geez, man, that's crazy. I would have been like, I need to know that I'm going to Japan tomorrow. I would have had to know that like two weeks ago. John asked me to fly up to Japan tomorrow. What? Right. Insane. But yes. So it was interesting hearing Rachel talk about this yeah. again. She talked about it last season, too. Uh, Tina responds, your passion for your career, it lights me up inside. I need someone who has that kind of devotion. 
I wouldn't keep accepting roses from you if I didn't see that potential. And then he talks about how his parents both worked full time and they made it work with, with like, I think, I think he said he had two siblings. Mm -hmm. So his, his parents made it work with multiple kids, but I think there is a difference between two full-time working parents and one of those full-time working parents being a travel job. Literally flying off. Yeah. On Rome to a moment, in a moment's notice. And now, now we now we can talk about Jason. Yeah. Okay. So Gabby so. and Jason on their date. Uh, Gabby says that it's hard for me to open up unless I'm in like a comfortable situation. Sorry, this is what he says, and then he adds, and this is like a complete out of my comfort zone. Yeah. So, so Gabby kind of like tries to. To pull it out of him, mm-hmm. sort of thing. It, like to me, and I, I like where the date ended up going. I'm surprised yes. I like where the date ended up going because I was a me, big fan of where this one went. I thought that Gabby, a, I felt like it was too soon to ask somebody to open up like that. I don't know. I guess to me, like I, I'm like on a first date. I'm like okay, but I, I guess this is a totally different situation. They don't have time. They have eight weeks to be like, hey, find love, find love, find love. Whereas I'm like, okay, well, on a first date, if you don't tell me a bunch of things and bear your soul, it's fine. Maybe we'll go out again. Maybe we won't. Um, But yeah, so I was kind of worried that she like jumped the gun a little bit. But I really do now looking at it, I appreciate the fact that it drew out of him very personal, a very personal story. You know, and it made me a huge fan of Jason, which I didn't expect because I didn't know who Jason was before this episode. I I feel like Jason was part of that. If you had put Jason, Zach, and Spencer in a line and said which one's Jason, I've been like, "There's a thirty-three percent chance I'll be right and just pick one." I literally don't remember which one is Spencer and which one is Zach. <laughs> I honestly, so yeah. that was a perfect lineup that you just gave because yeah, I'm like, I don't awesome. know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Jason talks about his time as a child. He never felt like he was good enough. He talks about how he started playing tennis mm-hmm. and he got good at tennis, but like tennis was like, he enjoyed it, but like it pushed him to a point where he was like being overwhelmed by like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm good enough and I'm just trying to be good. And like it, 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 eventually he quit tennis but I think it really pushed him to be like okay well clearly this isn't something I can solve through sports yeah yeah I thought that Jason was really vulnerable and I loved the fact that like you could tell he was trying to open up but he was also trying he was doing a, a bit of a dance like he didn't want to open up too much but he wanted to open up and then when he was done, he was like, I don't even know if that makes sense. But I find that usually when I am sharing something like a, a vulnerability, it's the best when I feel like I don't make sense. Yeah. Because that means that I'm just like telling the truth. And so that when he asked that, I was like, he really means what he's saying. There was no there was no fakeness around that. No, and I think that they their common experience in therapy was very good for their connection because Mm -hmm. 
as she told us, she's like, it's very rare to see a man who fully embraces chair of therapy. I was so glad to hear him say that. And I was so glad to see him be honest about that, you know, because I really think that that shows like such maturity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That he's like, yeah, like I've grown a lot because of this. Um, and it obviously gave her time to open up too, to him. Yeah. Side note on Gabby. She looks so much better with her hair back than her hair down. Really? I guess. I just, I, I, think, I, I think for whatever reason, her face looks better with her hair back. Like mm-hmm. compared to look that she's got right now. And mm-hmm. that would, by the way, I love the dress. The dress was incredible. Mm-hmm. But her hair like that compared to how her hair is at the rose ceremony. Yeah. I just think I like it better back. I think you're like, yeah. I mean, either way, she's adorable, but I don't know. I guess I haven't really thought about it. I, I need to really. That like, might just be personal preference. I need to pay attention to this next this next week. I don't know. All right, I'm well, like looking at a picture of her right now. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, my only okay, my my only gripe about Gabby this week, my my Gabby gripe is. When she is listening to someone talk, I feel like she's like her. Okay, her responses to them while they are talking to her, and she's listening. She's like, "Yeah, yeah, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, totally, yeah, oh, definitely, yeah, uh huh, oh, yeah, yeah." Her, her affirmations mm-hmm. are so vocal. Oh, I'm like, girl, after like the 19th <laughs> affirmation, I'm like, he didn't even, all he did was breathe. And you're like, totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, Gabby, dial it down, dial it down a bit, about 56 notches. Thanks. Uh, that's my only gripe about Gabby. Because I'm just like, girl, when you're listening, maybe just, maybe just don't, don't say all that. <laughs> maybe every other thing that you think needs to be vocalized and the other half yeah. we keep to ourselves and then once you get down to the every other then like maybe leave one in there <laughs> and then <laughs> and that's it <laughs> like once every other sentence you get to have a verbal affirmation because like i when i hear somebody like do that to me i feel like they're speeding me along mm-hmm I feel like yeah, they're like absolutely. Yeah, see, no, don't you dare, don't you dare. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So when I was watching her, I was like, "Bro, no, no." When she's like, "Yeah, yeah," I'm like, "No, no, <laughs> stop." All right, it's group date time. Uh, it's time for Gabby's group group date. We have Nate, Kirk, Quincy, Eric, Michael, Mario, Spencer, and John. They meet Gabby at a boxing ring. They're going to learn Savate with Haifa and her husband, Kareem, which is a French form of kickboxing. Okay, this is where, this is where I got confused. Now, this is what we were talking about at the beginning. Because Gabby's guys are there to fight, right? Yes. They're there to have their group date. They're there to go like one-on-one, head-to-head, and then somebody's going to get a date with Gabby. Then Rachel brings in her men. Rachel, okay, Rachel's and Gabby's men were not fighting each other. No. 
you, See, you, that, like, that's where but, I got confused because then it felt like they were competing against each other, even though they, so they were literally only there to watch. You remember they, they did this at all the quarantine seasons where they would have the guys not on the group date come and, like, come and, like, be a part of the, like, crowd. I yeah, yes, but I you, guess you I remember, left that in COVID. Do you remember I during Tasha's season when they had the kick yeah. they had the wrestling and then someone yeah. backed out at the last second and Noah who was just in the audience jumped in the ring in his mm. jeans and fought. And then he got the date. Yeah. God, Claire was so stupid. That was Tasha. Wait, that was Claire. Oh, oh no. Mm-hmm. My bad, Claire. Still can't see you, but Tasha, what? Did I criticize her that season? Did I, I criticize that move? I feel, I feel like you did. Okay, good. If I didn't, Tasha, how dare you? <laughs> I also might have been in a state of like, Tasha's the best. I'm so glad she's here. So I don't know. Um, but that's where I got confused though, because I then I was thinking that Gabby's guys were fighting Rachel's guys. I don't know why. That would have been more fun. And then Rachel's upset because she's brought her guys in to be an audience, but the audience isn't paying attention to her. Now it makes sense that the internet was not too kind to your girl, Rachel, because they were like, and girl, it was, stop. This was the time where I thought the Rachel, like, come on now, was mm-hmm. completely warranted. It wasn't about you. Right. You. This you, makes sense. Your men were brought in as an audience and mm-hmm. you were bought it brought in for Gabby. This wasn't about you. If one so of the guys comes, that... and, if one of the guys comes and talks to you, great, good on them, but you shouldn't be expecting them to. So to me that it makes sense for her to have gone to sit with them. But I think she was there as support for Gabby while her men were in the ring. Because otherwise, because why would, because Rachel, Rachel isn't going to sit with her get her guys while they're there and Gabby sits alone. So then Gabby and Rachel should have sat with the guys. I no, don't know. No, if they're smart, one of the guys should have came and sat by Rachel if they're if they're not stupid. And spoiler alert, they're all stupid. I a hundred like especially when Gabby was like up with the guys and they're like doing the presentations and stuff. I would have been like, damn, she's alone. Let me squeeze on in there. It's like they forgot she was there. But also, as a man who loves himself some physical contact sports. You're like all in the zone for watching this game. I, I, have, this I have been at parties where I, there are there's a distinct gender difference where the boys are in the living room watching fights and the girls are in the other room talking and like I'm just like, I am here to watch grown men punch each other in the face for my entertainment, and you're just hanging with the boys watching violence. Yeah, yeah. And like these, it's one thing to just like watch people you don't know fight, mm-hmm. but to watch your friends fight each other mm-hmm. with your friends. That's true. That's because true. like you may not like someone who's getting punched in the face. You're just like, hey, I'm enjoying every time this dude gets punched in the face. That's true. Hmm. I mean, yeah, but to I think she definitely Rachel's blew out of proportion. I at first I was thinking that she was right, but then when I kept reading online the comments and stuff, and everybody was like, it's not about you. This is Gabby's date. 
And then I was like, wait, it was Gabby's date because I forgot this date belonged to Gabby. I was in the mindset that this date was the both of theirs and that they were their men were fighting each other. This would have been a perfect collective group date. Yes. But they didn't and so do it maybe it's on the producers. I don't know. Like the dynamic, it was just weird. Like, I don't know. I think this would have been a perfect use of a group, a double group date, and they just chose to, for whatever reason, not to do it. Yeah. Because it's because for whatever reason they had to do their weird flirting one. Mm-hmm. We'll oh get my to that. gosh. So yeah, uh, before we get to the fights, Nate has his moment in the in the sun to shine. He gives mm-hmm. his little speech for for Gabby. He says, uh, he talks about how much he cares about her and how much he's watching her and says the way you cross your legs when you stand, how you look down when you think pensively, and the way you do this cute little head shake when you start to talk. And he just says that I that I really like you and mm-hmm. it's I I basically I mean, I can't put any better than he did. Like the things he said were clearly things that he's noticed. Yeah. It was really sweet. It was very poetic. And then I felt like it was kind of lame after they started doing their professions. Because then I was like, come on, God, get to the fight. Oh, my gosh. You're so cynical, man. What? Just let, can... just let Nate share his profession of love. Okay. But is that really love? Come on. Like. It, it shows I, that this man, he it shows that this man is not only he's not there for a bromance he is his eyes are on her. You're right. You're right. He did notice her. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, we see basically this group turns into not a group date, but Rachel's continued descent into insecurities. Yeah. And she talks about how the only rule is get the bachelor's attention whenever possible and they're not but like like i i love you rachel i if i was single in another universe i would marry you in a heartbeat but also like it's not about you right now no no it's really not the more we analyze this because that's what we do the more i'm like oh not a good look yeah but this is also this is also the time that we get more in touch with how Logan's feeling. He tells us this is the first time I've seen Gabby in a while. It definitely brought up some old feelings. Like what old feelings? That's what I don't understand. You didn't know her long enough. You think she's pretty. Like you talked to her a couple of times. You were not in love with her. Like, come on. Well, in case you forgot who Spencer was, Spencer is currently on our screen because Spencer won the belt. And I definitely forgot some... who Spencer was, even though he won the belt. I definitely forgot who and he was. And then he's going to get to spend some time with Gabby tonight. I literally don't even remember the time that he spent with her. Because it, that time he spent with her was all about Rachel crying. Yeah. Do you feel Do you feel like that? Like, Do you think that... Because the way that they had to edit this is like... Like Gabby and Spencer are spending time together, but really, when you walk away from the after fight, what do you remember more? Gabby and Spencer's time together, or Rachel and her men going to tell her men how disappointed she was? Oh, it was definitely the focus, definitely on Rachel. Yeah, I literally don't remember. I could not remember that Spencer even won this fight. It did not matter. Well, would you like a recap of how the date went? 
<laughs> they hang out. They hang out for a little bit. Uh, Spencer tells us that he grew up as a military family, and then he went into the military. Uh, they have a great time together. Gabby tells us that she feels rejuvenated, and gives Spencer her rose. Done. Great. I mean, to be fair, like, I doubt there was a lot there to discuss, even even outside of the Rachel of it all. I don't think there was. I think they would have found a way to talk about somebody else anyway. They would just spend more time with Logan if they hadn't talked about Rachel. That's true. That's true. Or spend more time Hmm. with Nate on the screen, which would have been fine with me, too. Nate's your dude. Nate Nate is your Nate from, like, you loved Nate. Yeah, but this Nate is a much better Nate. And then this Nate, like, yeah, Nate is your dude. <laughs> Nate's a, this Nate is so much better than the last Nate. It's true. It's true. I will admit, I really do like him so much more than the other Nate. Because the other Nate, I just did not trust. Nate with a Y. Nate. <laughs> uh, oh, but yeah, so Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. Rachel continues to fall apart. She says, I'm just so over feeling like this. I don't know why I feel more insecure and desperate on this side of being the bachelorette than I did as a contestant on Clayton's season. He made me feel more wanted than these guys make me feel. When you reach back and talk about how Clayton made you feel compared to this, it's like, and it'd be, you know she's having it'd a be rough be a positive time. experience? Yeah. You know she's having a rough time. Yeah. Uh, so, in a rare appearance, after a group date, Rachel walks in on the guys all hanging out. She says, Did you hear them say, like, why Why she look? Oh, she looks upset. Yeah. Like, it was almost like a she looks upset again. Like, what's wrong? What happened now? She says, as you guys can see, I'm pretty upset. I want you guys to want to be here for me. And I didn't feel that tonight at all. I feel like I was trying so hard to make eye contact with someone and no one was looking at me. No one came over. Any chance you get to have a little moment could have meant a lot to me tonight. Which, did she overreact? One thousand percent. Did those guys f up in an opportunity to get not only critical one-on-one time, but like, hey, I know this isn't even about you, but I want to make it about you. Yeah. This that would have been a crew. You know who I think would have done a much better job at this group date than anyone else would have. Who? Jordan V. Who she sent home on week one. I don't even remember his personality. How do you get that out of this? That was the one that that was the one who was obsessed with her. Yeah, the race car driver. Oh uh, yeah, I guess. But like, he, he, I'm like, what? Jordan, Jordan V. First of all, I didn't even remember the letter. You know me. I don't know people until like week six. All right? I know that's the problem. <laughs> but he, you, you, you have to remember that he was obsessed with her. He, yeah, and he was like, I'm here for you. Like he was before anybody else said that they were here for anyone. He was Mm -hmm. just like, I don't even care if Gabby gives me a rose. I am here for you and you alone. Mm -hmm. Jordan would Jordan would have been. He should. She should. She should have kept Jordan. She didn't see this group date coming though. She couldn't have predicted. (laughs) She couldn't. Should have just kept Jordan for self validation, for feeling good. Right. When she's like, when in times of trouble. Like he likes me though. He's obsessed with me. You you keep uh she keeps Jordan for self confidence, she keeps meatball for notes. Right. Oh gosh. Uh so then the guys most of them seem pretty like kind of frustrated about their own behavior. 
and they respond the next day in kind by, from a great distance, sprinting towards her. I don't understand Logan's haircut. It's terrible. I really don't understand why he has the haircut of a dad in a 90s sitcom. You know what his, his, his haircut is late Chandler Bing. <gasps> oh my gosh, you're right. Oh my gosh. That's where I've seen it. Mm-hmm. It, it looks great on Chandler. I it, can it's late seasons. I can episodes of Friends all the time. It's late seasons Matthew Perry. But I ain't trying to watch somebody outside of the 90s have that haircut. <laughs> like now, in 2022. Okay. Matthew Perry doesn't even have that haircut anymore. <laughs> okay, so as we get into this date, is this the worst date of all time? 100,000%. The fact that you uh, expect me to believe that those men think that those people are making out and they don't know that they're there <laughs> is so dumb. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Stop it. Just stop. Uh, it was, this is the worst date ever. The sniffing of the armpits, the flirting, the chokehold that what's his face put Rachel in. All of it well, was a The thing, The thing was the, the lady said that flirting is the act of like expressing desire without talking just like no mm-hmm. people talk all the time in flirting right the only time you flirt you're trying to flirt without talking to someone is when you're across a, a bar top and mm-hmm. the music is pounding so you can't scream hey I think you're beautiful yeah no flirting I flirt with words all the time it's it's the exclusive. It's almost the exclusive domain of speaking. Yeah, like that. I th- I did think that I was. So speaking. like, what were they supposed? To, how are you supposed to make someone like, like express your emotion, like express your yeah. desire for someone without saying a single word? It was so stupid. <laughs> the gross makeout and everything. Every oh that Zach. Okay. Don't you care? But um, yeah, I, I I hated this date. I really, I'm just going to throw it all out there. I hated this date. Like yeah. I said, the armpit sniffing was terrible. Like the weird, like PDA was terrible. Everything. Like Rachel was like, I just want to feel seen. I just want them to pay attention to me. And they were like, smell this dude's armpit. <laughs> you want to feel seen? Like this, this guy's going to put you in a show hold. Like, what? These men are going to, like, try to dance with you for no reason at all. With no music, with no explanation and no practice. The only time that that works is in the notebook with Noah and Allie when they dance in the street. Only only time. time. Well, they end it with love letters. And this is where my crush of the season, Tyler, steals the show. This guy is handsome. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! He's real cute. I like Tyler. Um, Very cute. I like his so too. he reads a poem that apparently he wrote for her the night before. Mm-hmm. And the poem ends with, "I finally felt like I had a purpose in this world, and I'd do whatever I could for this girl." Whatever. 
it's sweet it's sweet but again it's just escalated so fast but anyway it's like yeah, but he's cute and i like his forearms and i like his flannel shirt i'll give him that i like his tattoos the tattoos look cool that's true. That's true. Uh, he's, so, very, he's very handsome. <laughs> I mean, obviously, based on the fact that everyone was a, egregiously bad at this date, Tyler wins. Mm-hmm. He has the one-on-one time with Gat, with Rachel the night that night. When he tells her, when she tells him about the breakup and her thoughts on having a family, he says, "I want to be somebody's rock. I want you to know that when you walk into a room, you're the only person I see." And says that he true love is worth the risk of being hurt, and that he is totally willing to be the homemaker that she needs to pursue her career. When he said that, I hope he means it because I was like, "Ooh, it might be the yin to her yang." Like he might be, and he does seem like he does seem like that stability. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He does. He does have that vibe. He's a very comforting vibe. He he seems like yeah I I get this vibe that he's like when she starts to unravel he's like hey 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 it's fine relax I feel like he has a plan yeah yeah why do I feel like he's a construction worker he's not the construction worker that's Tino right I don't remember what he does yeah I don't know no Maybe yeah Tino Tino's like a contractor. Worker. Yeah. I don't remember what Tyler does. Well, I'm going to have to look into Tyler again because he might have just become my favorite. Uh, so, as this date is happening, we cut <laughs> back to Logan, who is now discussing his issues with Jesse Palmer. <laughs> Jesse Palmer. Poor Jesse. <laughs> Jesse Palmer is like, can't y'all just leave me alone? I was trying to get this free trip to Paris. I just wanted to chill, like bake, break in some dollars without having to do anything here. Right. He <laughs> and now Logan needs therapy from me. <laughs> Jesse talks to him and says, "Do you think it's real? Do you see a future with Gabby?" Logan's not sure, but he definitely feels like he has to talk to Gabby, and I feel like that's the wrong move. You need to talk to mm-hmm. Rachel before you talk to Gabby. Mm-hmm. What, when he was saying all of this about how he was going to talk to Gabby at the that's cocktail That's totally the wrong move. I was like, what do you mean? Like, Gabby's going to be, first of all, like, F you. I'm going to tell Rachel. She wouldn't even, like, say that. Like, he would be confessing his feelings. Gabby would be looking at him. She would lean back while still looking at him. And she'd be like, Rachel! <laughs> He's like, no, Gabby, don't. Rachel! <laughs> Those two girls are like this. Somebody wrongs the other, they're like, no, you're gone. No, the move here, if you would like to do this, is you tell your person, that, like, hey, I apologize. Mm-hmm. I took your rose because I was scared that I wouldn't get the opportunity to stay. Mm-hmm. But I made the wrong decision, and I would would like to pursue the other person. Yeah. And then you break it off with that girl. Obviously, she's not giving you a rose. And mm-hmm. then you go to the girl you prefer to be with and say, hey, I am no longer with Rachel. Mm-hmm. I'm no longer on quote-unquote team Rachel. I would like to be on your team. If you give me the opportunity to receive a rose, I will greatly accept it. But if you do not wish for this to continue, 
that you don't hand me a rose and I'll continue on my way tonight. It's like Logan has never even been in a middle school relationship. <laughs> like that is that is childhood. That is adolescence 101, man. You make that mistake at a sixth grade dance, what he is almost about to do. You know, that's the stuff that went down at the Moonlight Mixer. Okay, like, <laughs> you don't do that on national TV when you're in your late 20s, early 30s. You know, like, no, bro. No. Well, at this point, we have headed off to our cocktail party. Nate and Gabby are spending some time together. As, as much as we want to see them make out, we have to move on because Hayden is about to drop a bombshell on poor Rachel about his best friend. His best friend is dying. And this is really sad. I did I did feel very sad. His dad, his dad, oh my God. His dog, his dog, Rambo, who is a precious golden retriever of his life. Okay, I, w- um, I kept going, banana. I kept going back and forth for this entire scene between sadness and just like holding in laughter. It got worse later on. Like before, but like Ra- it was sweet. Rachel, scale of one to ten, how much do you think she cared? Oh, she was at a straight up five. Like she could have cared. She could have gone either way. She could have. She could have switched to a six. She could have dipped below a five. But Rachel was just like, oh, well, I know clearly he's very important to you. I I was going with like a three. Like I think she was at a five. Like straight up indifference. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's, that's fair. So, like, you're saying that ten was B couldn't have cared more. Mm-hmm. One actively happy that he was dying. Mm-hmm. Like, if he then said that, oh, news alert, Rambo actually just died. Like, the producers are telling us <laughs> he's dead. Rachel would have been like, oh no, like now? Do you need anything, Tino? Okay. Well, let me know if you need anything. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna go, Tino. That's what, like, she, like, literally... If you're suggesting that five is a complete indifference, Mm -hmm. then I could not agree with you more. She could not have cared any less than she did in that moment. Mm -hmm. Those scales were not tipping either way. Like, (laughs) Rachel was just like, oh, no. (laughs) But, yeah, like I said, precious little Rambo. Hayden's... When he told... Okay, what got me, though, is when he's talking about... This sounds terrible, like no no shade to Rambo. Like I love the dog. I love I love a golden retriever. Everything. Um, but when she oh, sister's chosen to call me right now. Um, but when he tells that story about how Rambo's head caves in, <laughs> I was like, I'm out. I don't know what what just like that was I don't know that that part of the story. I was like, how did she not like just that they're like, what are we doing here? Right. <laughs> oh, God. But he's he says he's one of the most important things in my life. Says that he developed an eight a brain tumor eight months before that. At this point, he probably only has a couple months to live. And like my confusion <laughs> is like, bro, like you don't even like these girls. Right, so why are like why don't you just peace out, go home? Yeah, like why, why are you, why are you here? But, Nothing about Hayden makes sense to me anymore. But basically, I think he was using this to say is like, hey, 
I, if I didn't feel strongly about you, I would leave to be with my poor sick puppy. But because you mean the world to me, I would like to continue to stay here. But also, I called you horrible names yesterday. That was his, like, Hail Mary. This was, like, his story to cover his bases in case anything came out. Yeah. I feel like this was his story to be like, I'm really sweet. I'm, like, I'm a Southern gentleman. I'm really sweet. I care about this golden retriever. Like, look at him. Look at his dog ears. Look at his nose. His head caved in. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like that. (laughs) And like I said, no shade of Rambo. Like, oh my gosh, that would kill me if my beloved dog was dying. But though I don't know, all of the, everything about the timing of Hayden's story, everything about the the presentation of Hayden's story, everything about Hayden, it's just like, no, you're shady. Well, then, what happens next is Tino, like you said, Tino walks up and is like, hey, can I get a minute? And I've never seen someone I turn faster. And he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah. Uh, well, I'll talk to you later, Hayden. And then he comes off and tells us. It's very tough to see Rachel's response to that. What I would have expected from Rachel was Tino, give me a minute, let me finish the conversation. Not for her to get up quicker than she sat down. That cracked me up when he he did not give a beat to criticize Rachel. Like, this dude was straight up, like, walked out of the room and was like, yeah, she sucks. <laughs> there is nothing. He doesn't even like her. No, not, not like even a little bit. He was like, I'm going to tell you about my dog, and I'll figure out if I like you based on your response to my dog. Not for you being the bachelorette. It was like, if I tell her about my dog and she acts like she cares, then maybe I'll stay. He... He leaves and he decides to express his frustration to Meatball, who then Meatball the mole, right? Who proceeds to tell, uh, tell Rachel basically everything. She says he um said that you and Gabby were both overreacting to what he said about Gabby, and then he made a vulgar comparison about you and his ex. It was something about breasts, and he also said, I don't trust these B-words, referring to you and Gabby. Mm-hmm. And then Rachel like, says, I, I really do realize, trust... I didn't realize the X comparison. I had missed that Monday. So when Meatball was giving this rundown of, like, atrocities, I was like, hang on, what? And then I heard it next day. I went back and, like, was listening to it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I did. But yeah, Rachel says, I really do trust James. I don't think he would be a liar. Also, This is the moment I found out his name was James. <laughs> she should have said, I trust Meatball. Meatball wouldn't lie to me. Right. A man named Meatball wouldn't lie to me. And then so she goes and grabs Hayden and says, this is my favorite conversation. She says, do you know why I'm talking to you right now? And he says... I'm assuming it's about Rambo. And he, she goes, he, about the dog? Like, okay, when Hayden, the righteous indignation that Hayden was like, oh, she's pulling me back aside because she's apologetic about the way that she, like her lack of concern and disrespect to my dog. So when she pulls him aside, he's like, yeah, it's about my dog. Like, I felt like Hayden was like, yeah, B word, you're going to apologize to me about my dog? <laughs> 
And she's like, what? Like, the, the look on his face when he just stood there like, about my dog. <laughs> this was my favorite three-sentence conversation, maybe in Bachelor history. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. so then she continues to read off all the accusations against all from Meatball. And he says, I don't speak like that. That's not in my character. And then Rachel says, I just don't believe you. I wish that in that moment, the producers had edited in when he said what he said. When he's like, I don't speak like that. And then they should have dropped in one line. And then when he's like, that's not in my character. And then he should have been like, you know, put in the line where he's like, you know, whatever, these B words, yada, yada, yada. You yeah. know, like that would have been just great. Ugh. And then Rachel decides to walk him out. Uh, I love that moment. She's like, can I walk you out? Like, this is what I really do respect about Rachel is like, homegirl, yeah, she is emotional for sure. But she makes fast, decisive decisions. Mm -hmm. Like she, and it's not like they're not well thought out. Like she is like, I'm not going to take your crap. It does not exist here in my world as Bachelorette or Gabby's world as Bachelorette. Therefore, you are gone. There is no dwelling. There is not keeping him around for another three weeks while we have to, like, endure him. Like, uh, what was her name? Shanae. Yeah. You know, like, it wasn't, oh, my gosh. Can you imagine if Hayden had stuck around and then had to go on a two-on-one and all of this stuff? Like, it would have sucked. That but Rachel is like, no, get out of here. Meatball says, you're gone? You're gone. <laughs> <laughs> I think... My next favorite part, there is so much about Hayden's experience this episode that I hated, but also genuinely enjoyed. My favorite part might have been the awkward hug that he gave her at the top of the, at the, top of the ramp, where he like gives her a weird hug. She's sitting there, face fuming. I'm just like, there's nothing she wanted less in this world than for you to hug her. Mm-hmm. The awkward hug... It's the way that when he was giving his exit interview and he starts to talk about how much Rambo loves he him. loves Rambo and how Rambo loves him and how like he hopes that somebody what was it? He hopes that like the other people could find a love like he has with Rambo. Like, I don't know, I'm totally like paraphrasing it. But it's basically like his true love is his dog. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? That's fine. That's fine. I'm holding your dog I'm, is you deserve love with your dog. I'm holding back a terrible joke. I'm, gonna, I'm deciding not to say it. Okay. All right. This is safe space, though. <laughs> I was going to say, well, maybe for another few weeks until he passes oh, away. Oh, my gosh. I didn't see that coming. I should have, though, because he just told us what is coming. Oh, Rambo. I, I, we should not hold Rambo's feeling in such a way based on his owner's behavior. Yeah, it is not his fault. It is not his fault. Sweet Rambo, is, is, this is no shade to him. May he rest in peace when it comes. Like, love Rambo. Yeah. But no. Um, his dog owner, though? The worst. Trash. <laughs> Uh, We see Rachel have her fifth mental breakdown of the week and her 10th of the season after she walks Hayden out. And she says, even if you don't think someone's your person, it's hard to feel rejected. Uh, She's crying on the couch. And this, I will say that this was Carrie's best attempt 
to make her unflattering. Because mm-hmm. this dress was horrific. Um, yeah, I didn't love it. I don't think it was horrific, though. It was horrific. It was not flattering. It was not flattering it, for her at all. But I feel like Rachel, I don't know. I feel like it did. Because, like, I, like, when she wears things, especially that, like, accentuate her curves, like, I felt like they did. You know, I thought it was cute. It wasn't the best of dresses, no. What I'll say this is most of the time, when you go from contestant to lead, uh-huh. your fashion gets better. That's true. She dresses herself way better than Carrie dresses her. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I would agree. Sometimes she now, does Gabby, have like Gabby looks incredible. Yeah, Gabby. And we glamorous. know that we know that Rachel looks incredible, but for mm-hmm. whatever reason, he's like not doing it right. And what makes me sad too is that like, like when they have her and Gabby together, like Gabby's so tall. And then, like, Rachel is short, you know? But it's, like, they could do something to, like, really, like, make make Rachel, like, pop, you know? And, like, sparkle. Right. And you're right. They don't. They don't play up really, like, her. Like, she's got features that they can really, like, lean into. And, like, obviously, we see that Rachel's beautiful. Yeah. Like, she is. And she's really, I don't know, I... I thought going into this that she... I actually didn't know which one would be my favorite. And I don't think I should have favorites, actually, because I'm pulling for both of them. But I think that initially, I was like, oh, like, I think, like, Rachel's my favorite. You know, but I'm like, no, no. But, yeah, they're so different. They have such different styles. They have such different, like, heights, too. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the stylists are really, like, leaning into Gabby's features, but they're not for Rachel. Yeah, and it's just it's like it's they weird. do Gabby first, and then they're like, "Oh, we ran out of time for Rachel." Yeah, I don't know. So while she's sobbing on the couch, Jesse lets the guys know that the rest of the cocktail party is canceled. Logan is concerned. He says he says that he didn't get a chance to talk to either girl, and tells asks, he's concerned because he's like, "I gotta get the hell out of Dodge." Like I, <laughs> yeah. He says, "Should I Poor keep Jesse. accepting roses, pretending like everything's cool when it's not?" The and, fact that that's even a question that he asked yeah, tells us that he is trash. Yeah. So we have the rose ceremony time. Gabby gives her first rose to Spencer. Rachel gives her first... Sorry. So Spencer and Jason already have roses for Gabby. Tino and Tyler have roses for Rachel. So then Gabby gives the rest of her roses to Nate, Eric, Johnny, Michael, and Mario. And then Rachel gives the rest of her roses to Avon, Meatball, Zach, Ethan, and Logan, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Sending Jordan, Quincy, and Kirk home. And then including Hay- uh, Hayden, who went home earlier. I was sad that Jordan went home. I was sad to see Quincy I really, go. Uh, I mean, Quincy, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, like, I was sad to see Jordan go home. I thought he seemed really nice. Yeah, he, he did. seemed like he really cared about Rachel, but, yeah. Yeah. Maybe he was a little too quiet or something. Uh, so, unfortunately, those were the people sent home this week. We end with Logan continuing to be concerned about his, his impending decisions. He said, I feel selfish, but I would be a fool not to accept a rose if it means I get to talk to Gabby. There's still hope. There's still time. 
bro, you're on a totally different woman's like team. And that's so disrespectful. There's you nothing that he clearly can do to right have now already told Jesse, like yeah, he's clearly already told Jesse that he does not want to be with Rachel. No. And he accepted a rose. Basically, Jordan went home because he is not yeah. owning up. Right. Like, I hate that. That's exactly right. Like, he could have stopped that. He could have said, hey, I can't take this rose. I'm actually into Gabby or something. And Gabby could have, the show, I, I don't know. The show would have found a way to be like, oh, drama, like, let's switch teams. Let's see how that goes. But I don't know. But, uh, so after this, Rachel's guys discuss the fact that they need to give, they, basically what they said was, we've been terrible. We need she to be better. She needs a good week. Yeah, Gabby needs a good week, and Logan's like, I'm gonna ruin her life. Yeah. Everything she's been doing here that's, like, brought up every insecurity she's ever had about her life, I'm gonna continue to push that button to the brink. Right. Of, to the brink. Because it's like, yeah, like that insecurity about you being dumped for another woman. Yeah. Yeah. That's happening. The insecurity of it being like you being in a relationship with somebody while they're also like in love with someone else. Yeah. Specifically, you're specifically her good friend who's running her congruent season. So him literally staying is bringing up every life insecurity every woman on the planet has ever had at some point in her life. And yes. men, yeah. you know? Like, but I I can't with him. Take your terrible haircut and get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you have any kind of power ranking for either of these two? I don't know. Okay, so I feel like I paid more attention to Rachel's men than anything um, lately. And so I definitely would say Tino is for sure up there. Tino and Tyler. I think that Tyler swooped in there. Tyler swooped in there in a Ben Higgins kind of way. Yeah. Okay. Ben Higgins, I will never forget when he did a sex ed lesson in a Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I saw that on the greatest, the uh, GOAT season. season Yeah, and that was the moment. And I I literally, before that, I was like, who's this guy? And then after that, like, when he was doing that lesson, I was like, you, who's cute? And then fame skyrocketed. Then he's the next Bachelor. So I think that Tyler may have had a Ben Higgins moment there. I have no idea who Tyler was. I think... Rachel's top three at this moment are Tino, Tyler, Zach. I think that Zach maybe was too early. Well, that's what I'm just saying. Like, I really think it's a two horse race at the moment, but I was just uh-huh. putting him third as someone who had a connection with her. Yeah. I and mean, maybe it's because I don't feel a connection with, with Zach, but I'm like. But, like, what is there a connection to feel about? Nothing. And also, there's two guys on her season who don't have a chance to win. Yeah, right. I think I'm gonna replace Zach with Avon. Ooh, wait, I think she really, wait, wait. I about Avon. I think she really likes Avon. Avon, okay. I think Avon gets the day next. I think for the previews, it looks like Avon yeah, beats next week's one one. So I think I would put Avon. Yeah, I would say Tino, Tino, Tyler, and Avon, 
Avon may surprise us though and swoop in there and be like second. Or I, he might I think be first. we really have to see what happens next week. Yeah. But yeah, so Tino, Tyler, and Avon. But yeah, I'm glad that you're running with him. He's hot. Like, whew, he's hot. Um, and then for Gabby, I would say, oh, I keep forgetting about Mario. See, Mario may be one that fizzles out. Because Mario got I, the last rose. I think so. He got the last rose last week, too. Yeah. And, like, before that, he, like, didn't really make a good move after getting that first impression rose. Yeah. Like, it was, like, so I think he might be fizzling out. He might be, like, your, uh, like your girl Abigail in Matt James' <sighs> first impression. And then it's, like, tragic. hang on to it. <laughs> so I think that Jason, for sure. Jason, Nate, and... She seems to like Johnny. I don't remember what that one is. Johnny was the first one-on-one. And sorry, not the first one-on-one, but the first group date where they were went together and Johnny told Rachel. Johnny was the first person to tell Rachel that he's here for Gabby. <laughs> okay. No recollection. Well, I, my, my, mine for Gabby is Nate, Jason, and I guess possibly Johnny. I don't really know. I think it really might be a two horse race over there too. Yeah, Nate. Well, yeah, definitely Nate and Jason. Well, Matt Spencer, even though he currently has that rose and Matt Spencer. Each girl only has like seven men left. Isn't that weird? It's really weird. Does this, but like, does this season end next week? Like what? <laughs> I don't know. It's so weird, like how all those dudes are gone. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, but Nate and Jason for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I got. Uh, that's all I have too. So we will see you all next week, where we, where I hope that we give Rachel a good week, but I don't see it happening. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. that I will. Con- if this happens again, we will continue to give zero to ten. Do not recommend. <laughs> I'm here for it, even though she's gonna cry. Well, I'm here for it. Okay. This season wildly entertaining mm-hmm. but i think it is the slightly pitting against each other pitting them against each other nature that's making me enjoy this season less yeah it's it makes me queasy and it makes me sad yeah but all right so yeah all right um <laughs> ernie i will talk to you next week everyone you can follow us on twitter at right reasons pod you can follow us on Instagram at podcasting for that reason. And you can follow us for clips of the show on TikTok at right yeah. underscore reasons underscore pod. And also, Ernie, I have a bone to pick with you before we get out of here. Why? You have not competed in the Rose League yet this season. <gasps> okay. Okay. I'm so glad that you've said this because I completely have not thought about the Rose League until clearly until Monday night. And then I was like, oh my gosh. We haven't even met, we haven't even mentioned the Rose League. No, I talked about it. I talked about it with Sadie. But we haven't. We did. Oh, we did. And she's been competing. Okay, okay. I'm gonna jump back in the ring and I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win next week. All right, let's see. No, you're right, y'all out there. Jump in on this Rose League too. Like this is it's so fun. I can't believe that I forgot. I just oh. You're right. You're right. The, the Rose League out. app, our league is podcasting for the right reasons. There's like 15 of us, about to be 16 when Ernie jumps on, who are competing. Right, each when week. I make my triumphant return. Have you done well at this? I'm middle of the road. 
Like I've, I mean, like, I watch myself. You, I watch myself get like second, and then I I fall. Maybe yeah. if you like did it, it would help. Okay, I'm like I said, my triumphant return will be next week. I'm not <laughs> okay. Oh, we'll see how we'll see how triumphant your return is. Then good calling me out and calling the audience in. Come on down, guys. Join Absolutely. Our the Rose League app in our league is once again podcasting for the right reasons. So we will see you all there. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.